What's going on, everyone? This is Erica Massenberg, Love What You Collect. Thanks for tuning in to my series, Time to Talk. I'll be chopping it up about my collecting journey, and I hope everyone enjoys. Peace and happiness. Hello, everyone. This is Erica Massenberg, Love What You Collect. I am back, I am back, I am back. So happy to be here today. In this episode, I will be talking about collecting in my past versus collecting currently. And currently is 2023. So I have to backtrack to the past. When I actually started collecting, I don't know the exact year off the top of my head, but I was about maybe nine years old. I remember being middle school age from maybe fifth grade all the way up to starting the summer of starting high school so it was about maybe a four-year period that I remember just really being into collecting sports cards and particularly um, basketball cards Um, yeah I would say about maybe 95% of it was basketball cards maybe a a few baseball in there or football but the bulk of it was basketball Um, And I got introduced to collecting cards from my late aunt. Her name is Barbara Massenberg. And she loved collecting cards. She had a really nice collection. I remember her sitting in her dining room with her binders with a few cards in one, not in one touches, a few cards would be in top loaders. Um, At the time, you know, I don't remember one touches being around, but she had them in um, the top loaders, and I still have a few of those cards now. Um, and of course, they have yellowed to beyond the color of butter. But um, yeah, I just remember those days of it was heavy binder days then. Um, and she would just organize her cards um, different ways. One particular way was like by teams. Um, sometimes she would organize something by uh, players. But yeah, she would, she did open, I remember opening cards. Um, So that was kind of my intro to it. You know, I've I've, I've physically seen someone in my vicinity, in my presence, uh, collecting sports cards and enjoying sports cards and, and doing it with nothing but a love and passion for it. Like that was solely her purpose of collecting was just, I truly enjoy this. I truly enjoy the sports you know, especially the sport of basketball. I play basketball, I watch basketball, and I'm enjoy collecting the cards. So, you know, just as a hobby, a source of a fun. Even if it's five, ten minutes a week, I spend on it. It was a source of fun that um I felt that she had from that. You know, so that was my intro. I, I, you know, and I have access to it through her. So then I began to you know touch the cards, feel the cards, understand the cards. And particularly one thing I remember in, in my childhood with within the collection was reading the back of the cards and seeing the cool photos, seeing the, the team photos, you know. Um, the cards back then weren't, of course, as they weren't shiny. They weren't um, flashy. They weren't like jaw dropping, but they still were beautiful um, in their own right, you know, and at that time period, they were, they were cool. And still now when I look back at, at the cards, you know, 
from the 90s, I still look at them as being cool because they tell a story. They re represent a player, um, the athlete, you know, doing what they do best at the highest level, you know. So it's just, it's just, you know, pieces of history in ways. So, you know, born and raised in West Philadelphia. Um, I remember us going to a card store in West Philadelphia. Um, of course, that card store or card shop um, is no longer um, in, in business anymore. I believe it's currently my, might be a daycare in the actual um, building. But yes, so I remember vividly going to the card shop. And the card shop back then, from what I'm remembering... It looks it looks similar to how most card shops look now in terms of like the traditional, you know, you walk in, you see cases of cards and you see boxes and you see one person working in there, you know, um, and you see posters of um, different athletes playing different sports. You might see a little bit memorabilia in there. So I remember going into there just looking at the cases. And honestly, I really didn't know what I was looking at because I was just memorized with Hey, this is a, a store full of cards. It's not like it's, it's so different, you know. It's not like a typical store we usually go into, like a supermarket or a clothing store or, or a toy store, you know. Like back then, Toys R Us, you know. Um, so this was something that um, really was different, unique, and special in ways, you know. So those are memories that I've had, you know, in the past, you know, and growing up, I did play sports. I played basketball as my main sport. Um, but I never really, I never really correlated collecting with actual playing or I never, I didn't really as much correlate collecting as actual watching as well, because I did those, I did everything independently. You know, I would correlate playing, me playing and me, and me watching as you know correlation but collecting i never pieced it with that i always just viewed collecting sports cards as okay like like kind of like a project a project that i wanted to work on in a way because most of the times i would put the cards in a binder close the binder um and not really open a binder as often you know so and I, the the correlation um, really wasn't there to carry me through the years as well, and and the level of interest probably has, did die down, um, you know, as more responsibilities hit, you know, when you have to start working, uh, more of a serious course workload with school, with life, just managing everything as well, and also when my aunt passed away, I just kind of just stopped collecting as well too. And, you know, just kind of just, you know, just went into high school and was about high school life, working and on the grind, you know, trying to be the, the best young adult I could be in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, you know, that was like the past. So then, then I jumped to, basically, I jumped basically, I don't know the years uh, I could say maybe 15, 15 years. Okay. I jumped 15 years. I'm an adult. Um, I'm a mother to a wonderful daughter. Her name is Natiri. Um, and we are intertwined in the sports card hobby. And what does that look like? You know, what does that look like? It looks a lot different 
to it looks a lot different um when when we first kind of started back versus right now so so when we first kind of started back it looked at like wow so much more of a selection so much more flash it looked at like a lot a lot a lot um and that could be good and also um not so good you know i felt i felt a lot different collecting as an adult and in the current space where the hobby was um uh, sensory overload a lot of now, I wouldn't say confusion, but a lot to learn. It was a lot to learn, a lot to to hurdle over, you know, um, jumping back into the space. Um, and and it's, for me, it's been fun. It's been, it's been fun. It's been exciting. You know, a lot of ups, a few downs, but those downs is just, you know, it is what it is. But it's been, it's been fun for me because I, I, I now I'll think about it. It's been a lot of fun for me because uh, we wanted we wanted to build a a collection of love, <laughs> you know, honestly, we just wanted to build something that we just truly loved and we rocked with it, you know, and then it just kind of elevated, um, as I started to research and as, as I started to dial d- d- deep dive in more. And then we really built something special, um, made with the love, um, that we had for it. So it's like now, now the space, you know, now I'm at a space personally within my collecting journey where um, you put me in a room with cards, I'm good. I don't need no people. I don't need no podcasts. I don't need no social media. I don't need no Instagram. I don't need none of that. You know, I'm good. I can, I, so I'm at a place of, of that. But three years ago, four years ago, it wasn't quite there. It was, I was at a place of like trying to figure things out. Okay. I see cards in plastic. All right. Are there slabs, multiple companies? I don't know. I don't know if I trust these companies to grade with, you know, a lot of those type of questions. Okay. Card show was here. Card show was here. Um, the hurdles of, um, interacting with dealers and the hurdles of, the 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 fairness factor of a price or the fairness factor of the condition of the card the hurdles of going on online on platforms seeing something and it when you get it it doesn't reflect what you see or or the hurdles of the the price price roller coasters you know um the price the way prices fluctuate within this sports car hobby remind me of a of a Saturday Saturday, whole day at Six Flags. There's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of joy. But then there's a lot of crying and fear, anger. <laughs> oh, you know, you're angry when you wait in two hours in a line. That's it's not fun. <laughs> Especially in a, if it's hot on a summer day. But, you know, so that's kind of with, with how I feel about, you know, how the prices fluctuate. Because coming into present day collecting... Um, if you like it or not, you, you have to somewhat think about the prices because you have to buy into, you have to buy into it to get what you want. You know, if you want to get a car, you got to buy the car at this price and it fluctuates like, like, like I said, like a roller coaster, you know, um, 
back back I remember back in the past when I collected with my aunt you know it wasn't such a, a roller coaster it was more of a it, it felt more of like a a boat ride you know you might rock a little bit <laughs> with the waters but you know we know we're gonna be cool we know this boat is gonna be cool it's gonna get us to point a to point b it's gonna rock a little bit all right all right that's understandable that's life you know things change you know price of bread is gonna go up a, a quarter um you know every quarter of the year you know so that's understandable but when a price the price of bread you know three or four x's it makes you scream like a roller coaster. So that was a big hurdle um, for me personally that I had to deal with because I'm like, uh, I'll give you an example. You know, I could buy, I'm just throwing this out there. I buy a card for $100 and next thing you know, this that card is worth $20. Whoa, that's like, all right, cool. Or it could be a reverse. You buy a card for $100 and next thing you know, that card is worth $500. But... It's not about, I'm not talking, the price, it's the prices, I'm not really talking about the set. I'm really talking about how those prices fluctuate to get there. And that is just another conversation for another day. Um, but that's a very complex and it's very, it's very kind of hard to, hard to understand and hard to, it's hard to accept. I don't, I, I, I just, it is what it is, but um, yeah, so those type of hurdles um, today with collecting is rough, you know, also, you know, the bright side of things. One, one thing that I really do about enjoy, I really do enjoy about collecting today is the uh, av availability and, uh, availability to obtain cards that you may want, you know, with platforms online, with social media, um, you know, you might be following people, you can buy, trade, sell with them on social media as well and uh, card shows is just a lot more you know physical card shows you could attend if you want want to go that route as well so it's you know being able to right now if someone like if someone wanted to get started right now collecting um and i, I talk to them say hey you know you can go on this platform you know, create a separate social media, you know, for collecting. If you really kind of want to get into it, I always recommend that separate it from your personal, because if you mix the two, whoo, it would drive me up a wall, but yeah, just separate it. So you can kind of zone in when you want to zone in on, on those, uh, those collecting moments you want to have. And if you, if you have a budget of whatever, say if you have a budget of 500 bucks and maybe go to these two local card shows, which might be, uh, 20 minutes away, you know, you, you can, and within a few weeks time, you can, a person can build a nice collection. A person can, can build a collection that they really want with a short period of time now, you know, and something that they it just could carry them through. Now, a lot of times people, people who are active in the space oftentimes are just riding a bike that keep going or they're, upgrading or elevating or crossing lanes in which they might want to be in but you know the average collector you know might not be on that trajectory on that bicycle you know if you want to just be a collector you could just really just build something with love and loving what you want you know uh in a very short period of time and i think it's much easier to do 
in present day versus when in the past when I collected when I was younger. So that's one thing that um I've I noticed um dramatically. Because I see kids I see kids now, you know, I, I see kids now with a nice collection of cards. It could be twenty cards that they have in their plastic bag. And I see kids of cards in their plastic bag and I love it. I think it's beautiful. It just oozes oh it just oozes a pure a pure joy a pure want to be involved in collecting oh i just love it but yeah I've, I've seen it several times and they might have 20 cards but they're just so proud to have these cards and they might talk about yeah i, I remember you know last month watching this player in this game and I, this is a really cool card and this player is an awesome shooter or this player is awesome on defense and i just love this from my collection you know and you know and they say i'm gonna hold on to this and it's just awesome so now it's just like a you know kind of like a, a easy big oven you go you can build something really really fast um also present time i do have to touch on this but uh social media is a huge makes a huge difference in the collecting experience um for me um then versus now of course social media wasn't around then um so the 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 past social media was going outside and playing playing sports or walking down the street to the store or whatever or being on the phone you know and it, actually now that i think about it back back and back at that time period we did have like a social media phones like you know like the the phone line, a party line, and different things you could call in, and you could talk to people via online, or you could order um, music videos online, online, and messages were playing on a TV, different things like that. So we just really truly had a, a elevation of social media um, now, where it's at now. But social media really create helps helps global globalizes and helps connect the dots a lot easier instantly for a collector's community it's particularly with sports cards you know you can literally um jump on social media and become active and in two or three days you're like wow i've seen so many people's collections via social media i've talked to people maybe in a message or um uh, this person's social media led me to this podcast or this youtube video and then in two or three days you could just be like like wild, you know, and you can learn a lot and you can learn a, a lot of things not to do as well. <laughs> so like that's the pros and cons of with the social media, you know, it's a lot of good and um, I'm striving to provide that, you know, on with my content and what, from my point of view, you know, um, I, I don't really, I don't really view sports cards as I don't really view sports cards as investments. Uh, I don't really view, view it as when I look at a co my collection. I don't view it necessarily as uh, oh that's a hundred dollar card or that's a five hundred dollar card or that's a two dollar card. I don't view it that way. I just once it's in the collection, it's in the collection. I personally don't keep track of of the cards of what I maybe purchased it at versus where the current value is or what, you know, I don't, I don't do any of that to be honest with you. I do do look up comps sometimes when I, 
uh, might be at a card show and I see a card that I haven't seen in three years. Um, and I'm like, damn, I really want this card. And I feel the price that where I feel as though I want to be at one of the cards. It might be 4X listed at the card show. So then I might have to look at a comp online, you know, or figure out what a fair price point is or what the actual price point is for this card. So, you know, that's when I do have to be actively involved with the numbers, the financials of it all. Um, but sometimes, sometimes I do, um, I do have conversations with people who are more on that um, investing type of mindset when it comes to collecting or even if they might be a collector they always talking about numbers and stuff so I do um, have conversations actively with people in that regard but um, just me personally I just uh, I'm just collector 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 um, no money no money uh, flowing through my brain when I'm thinking about my collection or I'm thinking about cards in general so I just kind of want to throw that out there so I'm not going to be given any type of uh, rhetoric in terms of like investing in different things to that degree. Like, uh, I, you know, so, <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there. And that's something now that, you know, the hobby, it's, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more uh, money driven in sense of um, sports cards, because I, I know, when I speak to people who who are not active and collecting sports cards or they're not active in the hobby and somehow we might come across a conversation. I might talk about my collection to them and they the first thing they think about when they think about sports cards now is, oh, it's, I, I, sports cards is a lot of money. You know, they it always kind of goes to, oh, they're a lot of money. They're a lot of money. And that's because of that's what they see in the media um, that's that's solely where they get that information from because when the media, of course, you know, articles or TV and different um, uh, or different people's content, you know, they talk about a record breaking sale. They talk about, you know, the potential of, of a of a car price going up or different things like that. And I guess now that I think about it, I guess one of the reasons why why it's such of a hot topic and why people enjoy joy that lane of, of thinking is because that's kind of how our society well it's not kind of it is how our society is and our society is based off of you know um you know money it's money 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 and how to make more money um you know and by any means necessary type of ways even if you know they have to do whatever they have to do to get a value higher. So now that I think about it, that it's not right, but that's just the way it is, you know. But I'm just on the flip side of it, and I'm just on. Uh, as you can see, as as you can see, I'm a collector. You know, I have artwork. I have dolls. I have really cool dolls of um, Black Panther, the latest installation, Black Panther Two. I had got I collected the three set of dolls. And they're super awesome and super dope. Um, so, you know, and on this table behind me, lower, I have a table full of sports cards, you know. So, uh, yeah. Also, another hurdle, too, the big difference, too, you know, now the grading, you know, point blank period, you know, grading um, is uh, a, a, a major, 
a major factor in, t- in terms of a lot of people's collecting and, you know, to greet a card, not to greet a card. So when I jumped back in this space, it was like, okay, I was very hesitant on greeting. I, 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 me per me personally, personally, I, the only reason I even have cards graded is because I just, I personally like a card encapsulated in a plastic that is, is, is safer than the other sources, you know, um, a top loader, binder, nothing at all. Just having a card just loose on a table or whatever. So I, that's my personal draw to wanting something graded and to be put in a plastic because, um, in the past, a lot of the cards that I collected when I was younger got really messed up due to um, the condition, the, the conditions. You know, I live in somewhere where it's, we have four seasons. You know, so it could be a hundred and five degrees in the summer, and it can be, you know, almost negative in the winter. You know, and you might be somewhere where you might keep your cards in the basement. You might keep your cards on the top floor or somewhere where it's not air conditioned, not or climate control 365 or, you know, they might be pressing against something. So over years and years and years, it's like when I look at some of my cards, you know, I'm like, man, oh, man, this is, these things got warped. This thing tr- started turning yellow. This thing looks like a dog stepped on it and peed on it <laughs> like so so when i got back into collecting and got more involved with like adding to the collection I, one of my biggest concerns was like i'm like all right i don't want all i don't want all of the all of the love and love that i'm putting into building this collection i don't want it to get ruined 15 15 more years later like so what steps or what 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 steps do I need to take to make sure that doesn't happen? Um, so I, I say, okay, greedy. Of course, I, I I'm I call myself the queen of one touches because I love putting cards in one touches. But even at that, you know, it can still open open fairly easily. You know, it's nothing like having something in a slab. So that's why I really kind of. Ha- started to really think about like, you know, grading my cards and different things like that. I've tried a few grading companies. Um, for me, the grading, grading card experience isn't the best, isn't the best, but I've run across some really, um, good moments within my grading card experience. And I just kind of just tend to lean to the grading card company that, um, I prefer for my collection. Um, but then that goes back to, and I'm gonna tie this. I'm gonna tie this to the social media, the hobby experience, because a lot of times the cards that I grade my more of my modern cards for my PC. A lot of times I hear, "Oh, why are you grading with this company? Why are you why are you doing it? Oh, you was wasting your money or different things like that." You know, that goes back into the social experience, the social experience of the hobby. You know, and you know, people, everybody has their own opinion, and that's fine, but. A lot of people in this space, you know, tend to have a mentality of uh, herd mentality. Like, oh, they see the lamb going north. I'm going to go north. I don't do that. Like, whatever way my heart desires, whatever the way the wind blows for me, that's the way I'm going to go. So 
as me being as somebody like that and then being in a space where you see everybody kind of doing the same things even people do the same things in the space even though they don't even like a company or like that certain thing they just do it. oh well i have to do it because everybody's doing this that's the standard that's the way it is so that is something that is a lot different today um within the collecting space that i did not have to deal with at all back then you know so i have to just like like just kind of keep it moving to a certain degree, you know, but also, you know, with technology, with the social media, you know, I've made some really cool connections. I talk to people on a regular basis and that's been really nice. And, you know, building friendships outside of, um, outside of this hobby, you know, I'm able to build, build a friendship based off of a, a, a collecting love, a love of collecting things you know, and then it spills over into like, oh, we have this in common, this in common. Person's an awesome person, you know. It's very rare in this world where you are able to meet um, someone that's awesome and genuine as you may be and also have the same interest and also have the same respect and understanding of those interests. That's where, you know, um, I find being actively involved with the space really can be a beautiful thing, you know. So I just, you know, blessed blessed for that so you know I, I know I kind of talked about um a lot of different things and it's probably a lot more I know it's a lot more that I could talk about past versus now but uh but yeah so I'm going to kind of I'm gonna I'm I'm end this with you know how I said you know it's very interesting you know how I said you know I want to protect my cards 15 years later you know a lot more, a lot more of my cards are, you know, either in one touches. Um, I have way more raw cards than I do graded cards in my collection. Way more. I would, I would say, I would say maybe. I, 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 I haven't thought about this. Maybe eighty-five to eighty percent of my cards collection is raw, and maybe twenty percent. Then maybe that might be too high. Is graded. Um, you know, the Victorian era cards that I have, I would, I would absolutely love to have those graded. I try to, I try to, to seek getting those graded, but that is just a story for another day that didn't work out. Um, I was disappointed, but it is what it is. Um, but you know, moving forward today, 2023, I still actively put cards in binders. Um, I have three big black binders and I have a couple small binders. Um, I put some, I put cards in, in there because I don't know what it is, but something from the past, which is still with me that just loves cards and binders. I just love them. And particularly, and this is something, uh, that I struggle with because the cards, the binders that I like is the old traditional ones, the, 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 you know, clear, clear, you can see the front and the back, you know, and those probably are the worst ones to put them in, but I just love it because I just love being able to see the front and back clearly. I know I've done the research and it's probably better for me to put the cards in the binders where you can't see the back because it has like that black mesh that helps support the cards. But I just couldn't get over that hurdle to do that because I want to see the back of the back of the cards when I flip the pages. So I don't know. So 2023, I do still, I do, I do still, I do still, I do still have cards and binders. Um, and those cards are probably staying binders and those cards, you know, 
those cards are awesome to just flip through and look look through. Like that's just the best experience I have looking through cards, flipping through binders. You know, they're flipping through top loaders or one touches or slabs. You know, that's just it's it, it's not as it's not as thrilling to me as the binders. I don't know. I don't know. I would I would think about it as like it, like binders remind me of a fresh bag of chips. When you open it, you you like oh you get the freshest chips is awesome and then you know the other way flipping through it through plastic and whatever you know it's just like opening the bag of chips that you opened two days ago you know that you you already opened them but you just finishing the bag oh they're still good they, they get the job done but it's just not that fresh feeling so that is how i'm going to end this episode thank you so much for tagging along with me on this journey of just you know hearing my thoughts hearing how i just things that I think about, things that I talk about with my daughter and my friends, you know, I'm just really happy to share this with you. And um, I thank you so much for just taking the time to join me on this journey. Uh, I am Erica Massenberg. Love what you collect. Please check me out on the next episode. Peace and love. <laughs>